Well, a very good morning. Slight technical there. Welcome to the breakfast show alongside your boy DJ Val. How are we all doing out there today? So this is the breakfast show alongside your boy Alistair V. He is going to be here a little bit later on. Got to give props going out there to my bishop, Bishop John Anthony Francis, and of course my co-pastor, co-pastor Penny Francis. So as you know, you may not be aware, uh, we always start our Saturday mornings off with uh, 30 minutes of uninterrupted worship music to ease you into your Saturday. So I'm super excited about the one we're going to do this weekend. If you are new, then... uh, you know what you need to do, right? Well, you probably don't, but uh, if you're normally new, you've you got to type new in the comments. If you're old to the show, you type young. But the most important thing I always say on a Saturday morning breakfast show is, in the midst of everything that we are doing, let's put God at the forefront and let's worship him together. Hey, this is Cheval Franklin from Kingston, Jamaica, and it's time for worship with DJ Val on the Soul Food Gospel Show. Oh. 
This is singer-songwriter Bisola, and you're listening to DJ Val on Soul Food.
This is your friend and brother, Stevie Glory, a.k.a. Stevie G. All the way from Lusaka, Zambia. Whenever I'm in the UK, I love to listen to my man, DJ Val, on the Soul Food Gospel Show. Don't change the channel. Stay glued. God bless. Everything in this world that catches you by surprise. <laughs> Nothing that happens in our everyday lives that catches you by surprise. You're in control. You're in control. You're in control. You're the sovereign Lord, our King. And we worship you. Yes, Lord. Worship you tonight, Jesus.
to say really enjoyed that uh, the first uh, 30 minutes you know rich uh, tolbert jr he's in control played uh, something from uh yeah and behold the lamb i think i'm gonna make that behold the lamb song record of the week actually i really think that's a very epic track you know Something for my boy, Mr. Josh Tosh. Muni Jesu. We are uh, about to go into our Bible reading for today. I am really feeling the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give him all the glory this morning, right? He is in control. He remains in control. He has never stopped being in control. Amen. Great track there by Rich Tolbert. Going to move into our Bible reading. Uh, for those of you who are new, we always do our Bible reading from the uh, Bible experience, which is, uh, I find, the best way for you to enjoy God's marvelous and miraculous words. Lots of great black actors, gospel entertainers, singers, preachers lend their voices to all of the Bible characters to bring it all to life. So we are reading from uh, Leviticus 26, and we're going to finish in Numbers 2 today. Be blessed as we enjoy God's marvelous and miraculous word this Saturday morning. sacred stone for yourselves and do not place a carved stone in your land to bow down before it I am the Lord your God observe my Sabbaths and have reverence for my sanctuary I am the Lord if you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands I will send you rain in its season and the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting, and you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. I will remove wild beasts from the land, and the sword, will not pass through your country. You will pursue your enemies and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you will chase a hundred and a hundred of you will chase 10,000 and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. 
I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. And I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. I will put my dwelling place among you and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. But if you will not listen to me and carry out all these commands, and if you reject my decrees and abhor my laws and fail to carry out all my commands and so violate my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will bring on you sudden terror, wasting diseases, and fever that will destroy your sight and sap your strength. You will plant seed in vain because your enemies will eat it. I will set my face against you so that you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you and you will flee even when no one is pursuing you. If after all this, you will not listen to me, I will punish you for your sins seven times over. I will break down your stubborn pride and make the sky above you like iron and the ground beneath you like bronze. Your strength will be spent in vain because your soil will not yield its crops nor will the trees of your land yield their fruit. If you remain hostile toward me, and refuse to listen to me, I will multiply your afflictions seven times over as your sins deserve. I will send wild animals against you and they will rob you of your children, destroy your cattle and make you so few in number that your roads will be deserted. If in spite of these things you do not accept my correction but continue to be hostile toward me, I myself will be hostile toward you and will afflict you for your sins seven times over. And I will bring the sword on you to avenge the breaking of the covenant. When you withdraw into your cities, I will send a plague among you and you will be given into enemy hands. When I cut off your supply of bread, ten women will be able to bake your bread in one oven and they will dole out the bread by weight. You will eat, but you will not be satisfied. If in spite of this, you still do not listen to me but continue to be hostile toward me, then in my anger, I will be hostile toward you and I myself will punish you for your sins seven times over. You will eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars and pile your dead bodies on the lifeless forms of your idols and I will abhor you. I will turn your cities into ruins 
and lay waste your sanctuaries, and I will take no delight in the pleasing aroma of your offerings. I myself will lay waste the land, so that your enemies who live there will be appalled. I will scatter you among the nations, and will draw out my sword and pursue you. Your land will be laid waste, and your cities will lie in ruins. Then the land will enjoy its Sabbath years all the time that it lies desolate and you are in the country of your enemies. Then the land will rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. All the time that it lies desolate, the land will have the rest it did not have during the Sabbaths you lived in it. As for those of you who are left, I will make their hearts so fearful in the lands of their enemies that the sound of a wind-blown leaf will put them to flight. They will run as though fleeing from the sword, and they will fall even though no one is pursuing them. They will stumble over one another as though fleeing from the sword, even though no one is pursuing them. So you will not be able to stand before your enemies. You will perish among the nations. The land of your enemies will devour you. Those of you who are left will waste away in the lands of their enemies because of their sins. Also because of their ancestors' sins, they will waste away. But if they will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors, their unfaithfulness and their hostility toward me, which made me hostile toward them, so that I sent them into the land of their enemies, then when their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they pay for their sin, I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember the land, for the land will be deserted by them and will enjoy its Sabbaths while it lies desolate without them. They will pay for their sins because they rejected my laws and abhorred my decrees. Yet in spite of this, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them or abhor them so as to destroy them completely, breaking my covenant with them. I am the Lord their God, but for their sake I will remember the covenant with their ancestors, whom I brought out of Egypt in the sight of the nations, to be their God. I am the Lord. These are the decrees the laws and the regulations that the Lord established on Mount Sinai between himself and the Israelites. Speak to the Israelites and say to them, if anyone makes a special vow to dedicate a person to the Lord by giving the equivalent value, set the value of a male between the ages of 20 and 60 at 50 shekels of silver, according to the sanctuary shekel. For a female, set her value at 30 shekels. For a person between the ages of 5 and 20, set the value of a male at 20 shekels and of a female at 10 shekels. For a person between one month and five years, set the value of a male at five shekels of silver and that of a female at three shekels of silver. For a person 60 years old or more, set the value of a male at 15 shekels and of a female at 10 shekels. 
If anyone making the vow is too poor to pay the specified amount, the person being dedicated is to be presented to the priest who will set the value according to what the one making the vow can afford. If what anyone vowed is an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, such an animal given to the Lord becomes holy. They must not exchange it or substitute a good one for a bad one, or a bad one for a good one. If they should substitute one animal for another, both it and the substitute become holy. If what they vowed is a ceremonially unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, the animal must be presented to the priest who will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever value the priest then sets, that is what it will be. If the owner wishes to redeem the animal, a fifth must be added to its value. If anyone dedicates their house as something holy to the Lord, the priest will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever value the priest then sets, so it will remain. If the one who dedicates their house wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth to its value, and the house will again become theirs. If anyone dedicates to the Lord part of their family land, its value is to be set according to the amount of seed required for it. 50 shekels of silver to a homer of barley seed. If they dedicate a field during the year of Jubilee, the value that has been set remains. But if they dedicate a field after the Jubilee, the priest will determine the value according to the number of years that remain until the next year of Jubilee. And its set value will be reduced. If the one who dedicates the field wishes to redeem it, they must add a fifth to its value and the field will again become theirs. If, however, they do not redeem the field or if they have sold it to someone else, it can never be redeemed. When the field is released in the Jubilee, it will become holy like a field devoted to the Lord. It will become priestly property. If anyone dedicates to the Lord a field they have bought, which is not part of their family land, the priest will determine its value up to the year of Jubilee, and that person must pay its value on that day as something holy to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field will revert to the person from whom it was bought, the one whose land it was. Every value is to be set according to the sanctuary shekel, 20 giras to the shekel. No one, however, may dedicate the firstborn of an animal, since the firstborn already belongs to the Lord. Whether an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. If it is one of the unclean animals, it may be bought back at its set value, adding a fifth of the value to it. If it is not redeemed, it is to be sold at its set value. But nothing that a person owns and devotes to the Lord whether a human being, or an animal, or a family land, may be sold or redeemed. Everything so devoted is most holy 
to the Lord. No persons devoted to destruction may be ransomed. They are to be put to death. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. Every tithe of the herd and flock, every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod will be holy to the Lord. No one may pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. If anyone does make a substitution, both the animal and its substitute become holy and cannot be redeemed. These are the commands the Lord gave Moses on Mount Sinai for the Israelites. The Book of Numbers The Lord spoke to Moses in the tent of meeting in the desert of Sinai on the first day of the second month of the second year after the Israelites came out of Egypt. He said, Take a census of the whole Israelite community by their clans and families, listing every man by name, one by one. You and Aaron are to count according to their divisions. All the men in Israel who are 20 years old or more and able to serve in the army. One man from each tribe, each of them the head of his family, is to help you. These are the names of the men who are to assist you. From Reuben, Eliza, son of Shadur. From Simeon, Shalumia, son of Zurishadai. From Judah, Nashon, son of Aminadab. From Issachar, Nathanael, son of Zuar, from Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon, from the sons of Joseph, from Ephraim, Elishema, son of Amihud, from Manasseh, Gamaliel, son of Pedazar, from Benjamin, Abidan, son of Gideonai, from Dan, Ahiezer, son of Amishadai, from Asher, Pagiel, son of Okran. From Gad, Eliasaph, son of Duel. From Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enan. These were the men appointed from the community, the leaders of their ancestral tribes. They were the heads of the clans of Israel. Moses and Aaron took these men whose names had been specified and they called the whole community together on the first day of the second month. The people registered their ancestry by their clans and families, and the men 20 years old or more were listed by name, one by one, as the Lord commanded Moses. And so he counted them in the desert of Sinai. From the descendants of Reuben, the firstborn son of Israel, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, one by one, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Reuben was 46,500. From the descendants of Simeon, all the men 20 years old or more 
who were able to serve in the army were counted and listed by name, one by one, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Simeon was 59,300. From the descendants of Gad, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Gad was 45,650. From the descendants of Judah, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Judah was 74,600. From the descendants of Issachar, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Issachar was 54,400. From the descendants of Zebulun, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Zebulun was 57,400. From the sons of Joseph, from the descendants of Ephraim, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Ephraim was 40,500. From the descendants of Manasseh, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Manasseh was 32,200. From the descendants of Benjamin, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Benjamin was 35,400. From the descendants of Dan, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Dan was 62,700. From the descendants of Asher, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Asher was 41,500. From the descendants of Naphtali, all the men 20 years old or more who were able to serve in the army were listed by name, according to the records of their clans and families. The number from the tribe of Naphtali was 53,400. These were the men counted by Moses and Aaron and the 12 leaders of Israel, each one representing his family. All the Israelites 20 years old or more who were able to serve in Israel's army were counted according to their families. The total number was 603,550. The ancestral tribe of the Levites, however, was not counted along with the others. The Lord had said to Moses, You must not count the tribe of Levi or include them in the census of the other Israelites. Instead, 
appoint the Levites to be in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant law, over all its furnishings and everything belonging to it. They are to carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings. They are to take care of it and encamp around it. Whenever the tabernacle is to move, the Levites are to take it down. And whenever the tabernacle is to be set up, the Levites shall do it. Anyone else who approaches it is to be put to death. The Israelites are to set up their tents by divisions, each of them in their own camp under their standard. The Levites, however, are to set up their tents around the tabernacle of the covenant law, so that my wrath will not fall on the Israelite community. The Levites are to be responsible for the care of the tabernacle of the covenant law. The Israelites did all this just as the Lord The Israelites are to camp around the tent of meeting, some distance from it, each of them under their standard and holding the banners of their family. On the east, toward the sunrise, the divisions of the camp of Judah are to encamp under their standard. The leader of the people of Judah is Nashon, son of Aminadab. His division numbers 74,600. The tribe of Issachar will camp next to them. The leader of the people of Issachar is Nathanael, son of Zur. His division numbers 54,000. 400. The tribe of Zebulun will be next. The leader of the people of Zebulun is Eliab, son of Helon. His division numbers 57,400. All the men assigned to the camp of Judah, according to their divisions, number 186,400. They will set out first. On the south, will be the divisions of the camp of Reuben, under their standard. The leader of the people of Reuben is Eliza, son of Shadir. His division numbers 46,500. The tribe of Simeon will camp next to them. The leader of the people of Simeon is Shalumiel, son of Zurishadai. His division numbers 59,300. The tribe of Gad will be next. The leader of the people of Gad is Eliasa, son of Duel. His division numbers 45,650. All the men assigned to the camp of Reuben, according to their divisions, number 151,450. They will set out second. Then the tent of meeting and the camp of the Levites will set out in the middle of the camps. They will set out in the same order as they encamp, each in their own place under their standard. On the west will be the divisions of the camp of Ephraim under their standard. The leader of the people of Ephraim is Elishima, son of Amihud. His division numbers 40,500. The tribe of Manasseh will be next to them. The leader of the people of Manasseh is Gamaliel, son of Pedazer. His division numbers 32,200. The tribe of Benjamin will be next. The leader of the people of Benjamin is Abidan, son of Gideonai. His division numbers 
35,400. All the men assigned to the camp of Ephraim, according to their divisions, number 108,100. They will set out third. On the north will be the divisions of the camp of Dan under their standard. The leader of the people of Dan is Ahaiza, son of Amishadai. His division numbers 62,700. The tribe of Asher will camp next to them. The leader of the people of Asher is Pagiel, son of Okran. His division numbers 41,500. The tribe of Naphtali will be next. The leader of the people of Naphtali is Ahira, son of Enan. His division numbers 53,400. All the men assigned to the camp of Dan number 157,600. They will set out last under their standards. These are the Israelites counted according to their families. All the men in the camps by their divisions number 603,550. The Levites, however, were not counted along with the other Israelites as the Lord commanded Moses. So the Israelites did everything the Lord commanded Moses. That is the way they encamped under their standards, and that is the way they set out, each of them with their clan. Inspired by The Bible Experience
Welcome to Poetically Speaking, bringing you thought-provoking and inspirational poetry with your host, Jessica Mead. Hi, it's Jessica. Welcome to another selection of thought-provoking poetry, starting off with State of Mind by Reality and followed by Jesus or Virus by Tim Ornelas. And these poems are leaving us with the question, what has been on our mind? What have we been consumed with during this pandemic? Lockdown, lockdown, no one can come around. What to do, stress and whine or make good use of your time? Don't get caught up in the hocus pocus. Ground your mind and focus, focus. Reflect, be still, maybe find a new thirst. Take this time to evaluate your worth. Humble, humble has overthrown them all. Now arrogance realises it can fall. Money cars, mansions have no meaning. Designer clothes worthless in this season. Stare in the mirror, get to know yourself. Time to reclassify what you see as wealth. This time has forced people to slow down or stop. Daily routine no longer mirrors robot. One has to adapt and change their ways. Problem solve and find new ways to blaze. If you've been selfish, think of how you can give. Check in safely amongst those that you live. When it's time to go out and pop to the shop. Is your neighbour in need? Why not give them a knock? Understanding we all need to survive. But show more compassion and put the greed aside. Panic buying, 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 running scared because of what's happening. Slow down for a minute, all will be well. Release yourself from this manic spell. There's cause for concern, this is true. But don't let it dominate all that you do. Background and race has no claim. Lockdown is lockdown, no matter colour or fame. The notion of I'm better than, out the window, it's gone. Use your time wisely and right some wrongs or do something you've been meaning to do, not for others or work, things just for you. Embrace the moment and all that it is. Take time and grow and remain positive. This is a season and its time will pass. So find joy amongst sadness and remember to laugh. Look to the Lord and pray to the Most High. He will give you his peace as the days go by. Much is happening, so I want to be clear. You do have a choice to pick faith over fear. Love and blessings from me, reality. Jesus or a virus? Who will receive your focus? The one who heals or the one who hurts? The one who steals or the one who saves? The one who gives or the one who takes? Who has your attention? What you think about controls what you speak out. And what you dwell on is what you feast on. What you feast on is what you become. So who will it be, church? Fear is not an option in the kingdom. Worry is not heaven's wisdom. And doubts teach pathetic lessons. Will you listen to them? Jesus or a virus? Will potential harm be all that you see? Or will you fall on your knees as you seize the authority and reject the enemy's schemes? Faith or fear? Both are contagious. Both are infectious. Faith is the currency of the victorious. 
fear the enemy's weak response. So church, make your choice. Jesus or a virus? Only one of them deserves your focus. Only one of them is worthy of praises. Only one of them gets to be made famous. Which one will you be remembered for talking about? The virus that could bring discomfort or inconvenience? Or Jesus who rules the galaxies in his preeminence? The sickness that could take the life that was given to you? Or the righteous king who promises to make all things new? Jesus or a virus? Love or fear? Peace or worry? Joy or anxiety? It's actually easy to start looking at the one who is mighty. He is clothed in majesty. He is enthroned for eternity. My king alone is worthy. The sun and the moon, they know he's coming soon. Nothing can stop his kingdom from spreading. It's more contagious than this virus. It's more potent than all of Satan's distractions. And of its increase, there will be no end. Oh, heaven is invading earth, no matter what the news says. Friends, we get to ride in the army of white and disperse all of hell's great might with a single flicker of light. I will use every opportunity to bring glory and praise to Jesus' name. Nothing will distract me from my call. Nothing can separate me from all that Jesus has bought for me. Today, we can make a choice to focus on him more than anything else. He is bigger, he is doing more, and he will never be stopped. The current events at our fingertips might seem scary and expect us to be nervous, but they cannot compare to the beauty of Jesus. I've made up my mind. Don't waste a second of your time Turn your eyes upwards and see the kingdom go forwards. In the midst of what looks like chaos, Jesus is still being made famous. Ah, thought-provoking. As it says in Philippians 4.8, whatsoever things are true, and it goes on to say, think on these things. Well, I look forward to you sending your poems in to either DJ Bell or to me at info at christianpoets.co.uk so that I can air them and they can be heard all around the world so that we can bless people with the poetic gifting. Stay blessed. It's Jessica. Till the next time, be inspired. Soul Food Show, Record of the Week.
So I've got to say two great, uh, two great poems there on our Poetically Speaking. Um, I love that one by Reality, actually. Really great little video with that as well. So uh, thank you so much indeed to Elder Jessica. But you know what? There's a flow happening today and I really don't want to interrupt it. So I'm going to go straight into the music again. Going to kick off with a little bit of Ray Ray. This one's called Love You More. No, no. 
Smooth Groove Gospel Soul Food Station with your host, DJ Val. No one else can treat me the loving way you treat me. For you alone supply my every else can do me the awesome way you do me you give me grace and mercy every Without you, Lord, no one, no one, no 
loves me like you do I would be nothing without Lord, I would be nothing without you Wherever I am in the world J'écoute le Soul Food Show avec DJ Val. C'est sur Rouac Radio. Ce show est fantastique, est incroyable. Un show à ne pas manquer, les amis. Allez, à bientôt. Ciao.
it's food for the body or food for the mind, tune in to DJ Bass. Sit back and enjoy the ride. I just need to worship you, creator of the sun's the moon, keeper of the heart is true. Who makes all things brand new I don't need king of righteousness Yeah, we forever exist Elohim, my strength and peace Jesus, you're the one we need, yeah Jesus, you're the one we need Jesus, you're the one we need there's none like, none like, none like you None like, none like, none like you None like, none like, none like you None like you, you, Cause there's none like, none like, none like you Even before we did wrong, you forgave us Instead of our sin, calling us out, you renamed us Only restored by his grace, what a great God Never hope back, never retract, yeah, you reign God Even before we did wrong, you forgave us Instead of our sin, calling us out, you renamed us Only restored by his grace, what a great God Never hold back, never retract Ella, my saving grace Creator of the human race Spirit of the living truth Forever God you reign, good news Forever God you reign, good news Forever God you reign, good news Cause there's none like My name's Alicia Warren, and I just love listening to DJ Bao on the Soul Food Show right now. Please don't touch that dial. And send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid. When you walk at my side, your trusted shepherd's crook makes me feel He makes me lie down. Hey. 
We really uh, was really enjoying that extended time of our worship this morning. I want to say thank you to everybody who has joined us. We are we're many here this morning. If you're there for the early morning prayer at Rock City Church and then uh, 
you kind of like followed yourself over to uh to soul food gospel breakfast show you did real good this morning shout out going out to lady Av- avril hall if you she's uh, now back from her official duties you found a blessing and of course uh, there's a couple other people that jumped on as well let's say hi as we uh take up the uh pace just uh, slightly want to do this one by my boy uh massin it's called peace of mind Close to my heart, I need you daily. So she was getting to uh, Janine Richard. She jumped on the stream as well. God bless you. You are to me. And of course, uh, how could we not say good morning going out to Teresa Sanko and the whole of the Sanko family? She was going out to Uncle Tamba, DDSS, Joel, and Timothy. You always love me truly. And my daughter out there in Nigeria, Little Miss Precious Emmanuel. Very good morning going out there to you, my dear. And of course, our very own elder Jessica Reed. God bless you, and of course, good morning. Hold tight going out there to the class captain. Keeping everything in line today. Mr. Alistair V is going to be with us shortly. You know, he comes on about quarter two. I think I might be able to slide one more in before uh, he uh, he dons the mic. I wonder what he's going to talk about today, you know. I had a good debate about the name thing last week, wasn't it? That was quite a quite a good uh, quite a good debate, actually. It's. Uh, I'll say hi, going out there to all the people hiding behind the privacy glass. And we know you are many. If you're on Periscope, Twitch, Mixcloud, even if you're listening via Soul Food Gospel 24-hour streaming solution, we say a very good morning, going out there to you. Peace of mind. You give me peace of mind Peace of mind So let's see if I can grab Mr. Alistair V, shall I? Me love your company Every day loving me Me love your company Me love your company Every day blessing me Me love your company It sounds with that boy Massin, but I believe we do have Mr. Alistair V on the line. Good morning, Mr. Alistair V. Are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, good morning, son. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, you know what I keep forgetting to do, you know, I just realised. We need to get a current picture of you, you know, so while we're doing this thing before we sort out the video thing, that we have like a current up-to-date picture of you, you know. The picture I'm showing doesn't really do you much justice, does it? The one I kind of like pulled out. Where is it? Because you, 
It's got the, uh, there's one I've got that's in the um, in the carousel that I normally use. Are you watching the thing? Are you watching? Uh, no. Ah, okay. All right. You wouldn't see it. So then, what I have to do is, I think I have to then. Oh God, what am I doing? Anyway, you say your good mornings. Let me try and work out what I'm doing. Now that's what I normally do. I normally have me kind of in the picture next to your picture, which oh, okay. is pretty poor editing on my part. But anyway, good morning. How are you? You are. Are you all right? Yes, I am. Okay, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. How was your week? Uh, fine, thank you. All right, brilliant. Okay, you go over over to you, introduce yourself. I'm going to be quiet unless you want me to say anything. And then, um, yeah, we'll see how we get on. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is Alice Devine, which is short for uh, Alice the Valentine, which is also short for Alice the Valentine Fadiomi, which is also short for many other middle names. Amen. God bless your parents for giving you those many other <laughs> middle names. <laughs> Go for it. Well, what, what, what's uh, what's on your mind today, young man? Uh, well, I'm talking about. Um, let me get the title so I'm correct on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Donald Trump today. Oh, really, Donald Trump? Oh, yeah. It's a bit odd, isn't it? I thought he was a uh, long gone. Yes, but uh, I guess not. Okay, tell us about Mr. Trump. Uh, so, this is about uh, Donald Trump's uh, riot speech. Well, the um, the speech he made uh, before the attack on the uh, Capitol building. Mm. Are they calling it the riot speech? Uh, well, that's what um, uh, coaches. Interesting. Uh, All right, go for it. What? What? what uh, tell us about that then. So it says uh, Donald Trump's impeachment lawyers uh, say his pre-riot speech is protected by the same free right laws, so free speech laws that let his rivals joke about hurting him or killing him. Um, Michael Vanderveen shared two clips as he began Trump's defense on Friday, which he claims to demonstrate the kind of incite, incitement of violence the ex-president is accused of from vi- from sorry rival politicians and anti-Trump celebrities. The first clip is played uh, minutes into Van Der Vee's defense argument, showed clips of uh, Trump repeatedly saying law and order um, inter... I don't... I can't say that word. In- inter... But... I, I can't say that. Yeah, just move on that way. Mm. Okay. Uh, with rioting at the Black Lives Matter protest, it included a segment where Biden told supporters before his election, if we were in high school, I would take Trump, well, I would take uh, uh, in brackets Trump behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then the House of Representatives uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and um, speaking of Trump's ch- child separation policies policies was shown and um, saying I don't 
So I just don't even know why there are there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. Also pictured in Massachusetts. Sorry, also pictured was a Massachusetts representative, Ayanna Presley, who um, called the unrest in the streets uh, last August in response to Trump's COVID uh, policy failures. And in New Jersey, Senator Cory uh, Booker was filmed saying, I feel like punching him. A second similar clip was played shortly after um, showed Vice President Kamala Harris um, appeared to be to joke about killing Trump in an elevator pre-election interview. Okay. So, so uh, all right, so where are we going with this? What, what, what's the angle? Because I feel a lot of things brewing up, but uh, what's, <laughs> your, what, what's your angle on this? Um, well, it's just... I... <laughs> it's a, it's a, I guess the, the angle is that um, his defense lawyers are um, trying to say that um, you know your First Amendment right, the right to um, free speech, mm. is um, also why he can't be you know impeached for um, you know apparently inciting violence or starting a riot. Because they're giving instances of this same, um, you know, First Amendment right and people making jokes about hurting Donald Trump and killing him and beating him up at the back of the uh, at the back of the gym. Yeah. Why, why do people always say they go to the back of somewhere to beat somebody up or take <laughs> you to the back of the building and beat you up? Why? Are you you ashamed to beat them in public, or what's, <laughs> what's the deal with that? But um, hmm. okay. Have you got anything else on that, or do you want me to like throw something in there? No, you can. I'm I'm gonna read the rest of it, and then we can you can speak in between whenever okay. I stop. So it says it also included uh, anti-Trump m- remarks made by Ellen DeGeneres and Madonna with the pop singer ship shown sharing her fantasies um, of blowing up the White House shortly after Trump's inauguration in 2017. Uh, Van Der and his colleagues say all of those remarks were legally permitted under the First Amendment right to uh, free speech. The argument that Trump's call to action hours before the deadly riots are afforded the same protection and um and that should be sorry afforded the same protection and that he should be cleared van der Ve- van der Veen claims um trump was more entitled to protection from the first amendment than other americans saying mr trump actually has enhanced free speech rights because he was an elected official he claimed that lawful and constitutional conduct, such as Trump's behavior on January the 6th, may not be used um, in an impeachment. Uh, Van Der Veen and his colleagues and other defense, uh, that is, that is, that is, is unconstitutional for a former president 
has been uh, rejected by the Senate vote. Um, they plan to wrap up their defense arguments later on Friday with a with a vote on whether the um, mm. the co- sorry either con- uh, conviction or acquittal uh, to Trump's um, sorry for Trump's speech um, earlier next week. Mm. Uh, Democrat impeachment managers acting as prosecutors say the um, uproar of violence that followed uh, Trump's stop and seal speech negates any free uh, speech defense. Hmm. I've got a couple of bits on that. Okay. Where well, should I start, first of all? Um, wherever you want to start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know if, if if anybody's out there that can help me. Normally, we've got very clever people like Miss Louisa, um, Auntie Avril, Auntie Hazel. There's some other very smart people out there. So he's not president, right? He's lost the presidential battle. Maybe you know the answer, actually. So what is the point of trying to impeach him if he's already lost and he's out? Um, because that means he can't um, be... Uh, he can't... Um join like he can't um what's the word i don't want to say reapply but reapply for um to become president he he wouldn't oh okay ah so oh, oh 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 okay so i get what you mean so if he's impeached that would block him from being able to do this thing that he's trying to do with separate you know trying to set up another party yeah, and and maybe win the popular vote that way, and then come back in because he's been impeached, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems very legalistic because if he's not in office, someone help me out here. If there's anybody else, and, and I get what you're saying, but if he's not in office, I, I I get that. But I mean, the possibilities of him coming back, and unless he, they're worried that he would be able to come back by doing this third party thing. He was trying to do. I've forgotten what the name of the party was called, New America or America First or something like that. Um, if they are really worried that he would be able to get back in office, I I I, I kind of don't get why they're pushing to have him impeached. I know this whole thing of, you know, they, they, you're still referred to as a president even though you're not in office anymore, mm-hmm. and I think you're afforded certain privileges and certain rights as well um as a you know as a president or i don't know if it because you can't say that he never took office do you get what i mean but if he's like richard nixon was impeached you know um but you know he was still you know he, he was still down as president and then the other thing is and i was thinking about this so their argument isn't that what he said was wrong they're basically saying under the First Amendment right for sp- free speech, people can say whatever they want. Yeah. So it is not that he didn't incite people to do stuff. They're basically saying, well, you know, I guess his speech was quite inflammatory, right? But they're just basically saying, well, under the First Amendment, it doesn't really matter what he says. because, And then, you know, they're using other people that said they want to beat him up in the... <laughs> At the back of the gym or blow up the white house or 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 other stuff as well so i don't know i don't know oh um auntie susie said uh 
he won't get a pension as well. Well, he's a multi-millionaire, so I don't think he's really worried about the, the, the money that he's going to get from the White House. So maybe that's not really, you know, he's got money. So, I mean, it's, it's not like, oh, well, then again, people that have money always want more money. So I guess that's, yeah, it could be deemed as a, as a valid point. I, I, you know, I'm just wondering, what do you think? Um, what on on what part of it? Yeah, well, sorry, yeah, sorry, as I said about three different because it's really it, it's a really good thing, but it's really it, it conf, not confuses me, but I'm trying to understand. You know, you're not saying it, it, it's like if I said something and I said something that's wrong. I'm not saying what I said was wrong and I'm not saying that it didn't cause an action. But what I'm saying is that you can't prosecute me because under American law, I'm allowed to say that even though I know that my actions were, you know, um, inflammatory, number one. And then what's this thing about him having enhanced first right privileges? What, what does that um, mean? Because he's an elected official. I didn't really get yeah. that part. Yeah, but... It's so, so I don't know. So I'm just throwing it out there to people that might be on there. So, do elected officials have, you know, enhanced first right? Because just because you're an elected official, the first right amendment, as far as I'm aware, and if there's any Americans here that can help me, says you know you have the freedom of of expression, freedom of speech. That's why people can say whatever it is they want to say and without fear of being prosecuted. It's not like over here that they have like free speech clauses in things to kind of like allow you to be able to, you know, speak your mind. But over there, you know, you can. So, I mean, enhanced free speech. I've, I've not heard of that. That might be a legal term that I'm not really familiar with. Auntie Susie Asko says they, they tried to stop him getting cash. Okay, I mean, well, it could be a money thing, but... I think considering that he, he funded most of his own campaign to get himself into the White House, he used his millions and billions that he's got to fund himself to get in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Any, if, if anybody's got any other opinion apart from me, because I don't want to be the only person talking. I've been told that I talk too much anyway when, when you're here, but you provoke things that make me want to start talking about stuff. So I don't That's know. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know I, the impeachment thing I, I, I maybe there's a bigger issue to the impeachment that we don't know about you know there, there may be a, a big but I thought the idea of impeaching somebody is to get them out of office if they're in there before their term ends but he's already lost the election he's already left the White House he's living in Florida so yeah. I mean does impeaching him turn back like some of the decisions that he's made, I don't know. Someone out there that's got a bit more of a, a, a better legal understanding needs to tell me. Auntie Avril said he's trying to plead the Fifth Amendment, which is he won't say anything that will incriminate himself, which you can do in America. You know, you can't say that, oh, I plead the Fifth because I don't want to say anything that could potentially, you know, incriminate myself. So you can do that. Um, we don't have such a, a thing over here in the UK, but uh, yeah. Anything else on that one or... Shall we move on and, um, and see if the people come up with anything? I just wanted to <clears throat> read one last bit of how they um, decide the impeachment process. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. So it says the Senate has uh, 100, 100 senators, 50 who are, who are um, Trump's, sorry, that are in Trump's Republican Party, um, at least 
67 senators have to vote to vote um, to convict Trump for uh, sorry convict Trump so he is found guilty. Um, with anal- sorry, analysts saying that it's unlikely that many Republicans will turn on their own former president. If he is cleared, he'll be able to run for office again in 2024. Oh, so that's okay. So, because I, I don't think the Republic, well, I, I don't know, you know. So, okay, that makes sense now. So they really don't want him because he might come back and try and win the Republican vote again. I don't know if there's a rule against that as a sitting president. I don't know. I mean, again, that's a little bit of a trivia. I don't know if there's any American president that has done his term and then come back again to do another term after being defeated or um, stepping down and then come back again. So maybe they, the, you know, maybe they're worried about that. And then I guess the Republicans as well. Well, the Senate is controlled by the Democrats now, so I'm guessing it won't take that much for <laughs> for him to potentially be impeached. But you, you know, you know how these things work out. You just never know with yeah. the American legal system. But uh, okay, very interesting, young man. Very, very interesting. Anything? Has anybody else? Uh, I'll, I'll throw it out to anybody else. I was just seeing if anybody else has. Um, Uh, I was just seeing if anybody else had put anything in my private chat. Uh, no, there isn't anything else in there. But if anybody has got anything else to add to that story about his impeachment, happy to happy to discuss it live on air. Um, all right. Do you want to move on to your next topic or have you exhausted uh, that one? You can. Yeah, I'm going to move on to my next topic. All right. Okay, cool. Go, go for it. Uh, so I am going to be talking about uh, Preeti Patel. Oh, oh, she's not people's friend at the moment, is she? Yeah. Uh, go on then. What's what's uh, Miss Patel done now? Um, just a lot. A lot of things have just happened in the last uh, twenty-four hours. Okay. So this is from the Metro and it says, Preeti Patel says that she wouldn't take the knee for Black Lives Matter. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Home Secretary Preeti Patel has said that she would refuse to take the knee in support of Black Lives Matter. She attacked anti-racism uh, protests last summer. Sorry. She attacked anti-racism protests last summer sparked by the death of unarmed black man George Floyd at the hands of white U.S. policemen in May um, as dreadful. Uh, appearing on LBC this, uh, I think this was yesterday, Friday, Yeah. Um, she said, we saw policing, sorry, we saw policing as well as coming under great a great deal of pressure from some protests. I don't support protests and I also did not support the protests that were associated. Um, when interrupted by the host, Nick Ferrari, um, Patel clarified that she did, she did support uh, people's right to protest, but she commended the violence and 
sorry, she um, condemned the violence and destruction of property carried out um, by pockets of peoples at uh, rallies. Mm. When asked if she would take the knee herself, she said, "No, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, I would not have done at that time either." Mm. Well, that's it's a, it's a very interesting point because um, for, so where do we start with that young lady um i think she's quite an opinionated woman regardless of of whatever it is and i think there's even been some allegations that she's been bullying in her office as well um which is not really great you know i mean i don't think people make up allegations of bullying just to get you out of a job you you know you you pretty much you know people can quote me on this you're a bully or you're not a bully so you know if you're not people don't wake up one day and go oh you're a bully you know so that's a whole nother thing but you know this idea that i mean there's a couple of things about what you said right first of all there's nick ferrari right um and i saw um in the week i think it was this week that the uh i think ofcom or the government or 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 some legal body are actually taking him to um uh, they're actually going to try him or they're, they're prosecuting him for his racial comments that he made towards Jamaicans. Um, and, you know, it's been long kind of like held that he is, he does border on the racist side of things, especially when, you know, it suits him. He thinks he's, I, I don't know, there's no free speech thing over here. So, you know, if you attack one group, expect them for that group to, you know, bite back. So apparently... Um, you know, there's this thing going on with him, but it's interesting that he would have her on the show, um, and you know her views about not taking a knee. You know, I, I'm not particularly. You're right there. Yeah. Okay, I can hear some squeaking going on in the background. Yeah, it might be outside. Okay, I'm. I'm not. This whole taking a knee thing. I'll be honest with you. I actually think is is quite contrived by the media, to be honest. And um, um, you know, I'm just going to say, it as it is, taking a knee does not stop black lives being killed. It proves nothing to me whatsoever. I think it's very, very divisive by the media and by the governments. Um, you know, the Democrats doing it and all this other stuff doing it and stuff. I understand about it being as a symbol of solidarity and people please hear me on this before anybody comes in and shoots me down and goes that but you know there are other symbols that have happened that that are not stopping black people from being um uh indiscriminately treated um whether it be in sport whether it be on the street whether it be anywhere at all all you know those gestures they look good and you know the media push these kind of things to make it seem as if you know but that's not solving the problem racism is racism and unless someone picks up a pen and begins to jump on the people who are the racists and begin to punish them extensively you can kneel down do a black power salute all you want it's not going to change absolutely anything you know there's one of my guys that says um uh you know doing a black square on your instagram you know or you know uh, support black businesses do that's all great and i'm all for doing that but the reality is is that it doesn't change anything 
And unless somebody at the top, for example, the Pretty Patels and the Boris Johnsons and the Joe Bidens actually come down on racism and it is unequivocally dealt with, then all the things that we do are all these symbols and tokens that don't really amount to much, you know. Um, and, you know, maybe if somebody asked me, said, would you take a knee for Black Lives Matter? I'd say, well, by me taking a knee, what what does it help? Does it mean that somebody in Brixton, a, a young boy in Brixton, is not going to be unfairly picked up by the police because I've taken a knee? It doesn't mean that. What actually happens would be, or, or, or what is more important, is that, you know, somebody actually goes in there and they start looking at these, you know, these racist police officers. They start looking at racism and, you know, the, the, the fact that when, um, you know, in America, when white groups come out to do their rallies and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's pretty Patel over here, but I think, you know, it kind of like on something, you know, when these white groups come out, it's a demonstration. When black people come out, it's a riot. You know, it, it, it's just, you know, they damaged property. They broke into stuff. You know, there was no injuries there apart from a couple of people got, you know, pepper sprayed. If it were black, you know that bullets shots are going to be fired point blank. And same over here. When the, um, I think it was when the EEDF Defence League were doing their thing and, and you know, and, and coming out there, so, oh, yeah, but, you know, but if it's black, you get massive media coverage, you know, to make it seem as if, you know, this, this minority group, they're just out of control and this needs to happen and that needs to happen. And you know what? It is it, it's great. You know, I mean, I'm not a fan of Pretty Patel, but, you know, I'd rather something be done that is significant you know a law is passed that is done and there isn't anything that ever changes nothing has changed in america nothing has changed here by you to by, by you taking you know bowing or, or or taking the knee or doing the black power salute nothing changes it just doesn't change and you know for me i think that's probably my two pence worth on that but um i don't want anyone to come over and go oh he ain't black he's this i'm nigerian you know what I mean? First of all, I live in this country. I've experienced racism on 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 many levels. So it's not that I don't care, but I, I, I say this, right? Unless, you know, I'm taking a bit of your time, but I'm, I'll, I'll explain what I'm saying. When they were doing the, when they were doing the climate protests, these people came and they took over the whole of the, of the middle of London so that mm. nothing could move all because, you know, oh, Boris Johnson or whoever it is, they're not doing anything at all about climate. We couldn't, couldn't, we couldn't have our daily commute across London to go and do stuff because they had taken over and they sat in the middle of the streets day and night occupying the streets. Now, if that were Black Lives Matter, let's just say, or in fact, no, not even, let's not even say Black Lives Matter because that, for me, that term has been hijacked. Um, there are other groups that are involved in that. And if you do your research, you know, okay, let's talk about racism. That's probably what we want to talk about, not Black Lives Matter. Racism, institutionalized racism in, in all of these countries. If we were to occupy places like that, they would have bought the tear gas, they would have bought the water cannons, they would have done all of that stuff to move us out of the way. And this is what I'm saying about racism. And those are the things that you need to look at. So it's all right for us to care about the environment, but it's not all right for people to care about one group of people who are being indiscriminately treated. Do you see what I mean? So, you know, those are the things I think we need to wake up and get a little bit smarter with rather than it be, 
this whole thing of well you know we're, we're, we're taking knee we do a black instagram we we get t-shirts made up we do all of this stuff and all that is great media attention but it don't really change nothing at all i think mr biden has, has has placed a couple of black officials into um into his government i think there was another nigerian lady i don't know if you saw that alistair there was another um he's appointed a, like a trade secretary but she's a nigerian of nigerian origin um, okay. yeah as part of his cabinet brilliant but i can guarantee you that black people are still being beaten black people are still being jailed people are still in jail for the rock for, for wrongful things while these people are being appointed so you know it's almost like they they, they they i don't know if they think we're stupid that we look and go oh wow that's really great the democrats have put all black people in there meanwhile the guy on the street still stands chance of being shot the guy on the street still stands a chance of being arrested. You still stand a chance of being racially profiled. But you're putting black people in 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 in, in office and putting black people in government. You know, and, and let's not even talk about our friend Camilla Kamala. What's her name? Kamala. Yeah, Kamala um, Harrison. You know, someone said one day she, she, she black, next day she Indian, next day she this, next day, whatever it, it suits her. She vacillates between whatever position it is, but she has had programs that have single-handedly targeted black people within America. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I said I'm not an expert on politics, but these are the things that I see. And, you know, it's until somebody actually comes like a, a Joe Biden actually says, right, this is what's going to happen now. We're going to Alabama. We're going to these racist states and we're now going to start removing people and making it very, very clear that this is not, you know, that this is not going to happen. But is I know, I know I segued a little bit off what you were saying, but you know, sorry. It's okay. Mm. So that's all I have to say about that. It's quite an emotive topic so early on a Saturday morning, but um, yeah, I, I just think it's yeah, it's, it's just you know a lot of this is media driven stuff. You know, mm. um, I'm I'm not a fan of 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 you know injustice on any scale but you know pretty patel saying that okay right well you know it becomes another media soundbite we're talking about mm -hmm. it it goes you know it becomes a, a, a you know it drives extra traffic on um on nick ferrari's show and let's be honest right some of these things that you think are accidentally happen i think they're they're, they're contrived she probably knew what questions were going to be answered and they know that some controversial things drive media traffic. So the Twitter goes up, the Instagram goes up, the news stories go up, Capital FM, which is a huge media conglomerate, you know, in terms of, um, I've forgotten the name, Global is, is, their, uh, is the holding company behind it. You know, that they get their radio stuff in, in into the newspapers. You know, it becomes a huge talking point. Even, you know, look at us on Soul Food Gospel. We're now talking about that stuff because they've initiated mm -hmm. this wonderful exchange that as an Indian woman, Priti Patel doesn't, in quote, support Black Lives Matter. Now, I'm sure if you sat down and spoke to her and say, how do you feel about black people? And, you know, the funny thing yeah. is, even though she's Indian, you know, or she's second generation Indian, you know, that same racial profiling happens also to Indians, Pakistanis. Um, do you get what I mean? They, they, you know, in yeah. places where they are dominant, those kind of things, they, they also happen to them. I'm sure she's not happy about that. But again, in the context of it being great media, it looks good when you have these kind of contrived stories that make it seem as if, 
you know, oh, she doesn't, you know, she's not really into Black Lives Matter. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's not the case, but um, maybe we should get Pretty Patel on this show. Maybe she could answer some questions. What do you think? <laughs> if she wants to. <laughs> no, you know, some of them, they need to come off all of these big platforms and come onto like a regular show. Do you get what I mean? Not, not these, yeah. you know, planned places where it's all p- planned and staged. You know, your questions are already pre-sent for pre-selection. You know what I mean? And then if you ask them a question that's not on the list, oh, you're sandbagging me. Uh, I'm going to walk off. So, no, we come on here and answer some questions about it. You know, let's have some frank conversation. If there's anyone out there that knows any politicians that want to come on here, I don't do the whole politician don't answer me a question thing. When you ask them a question, they always go around the whole world and they never answer what you've got to say. But, you know, you come on here and be honest with people. You know, most of you have a faith of some kind. Be true to your faith. Be honest to people. And, you know, I said, shame the devil. You know what I mean? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Go on, what else you got? Um, I was just going to say that I think where she was coming at with it was at the point of, um, because I watched the, the like, the clip that they were talking about. Yeah. It was more the um, side of, like, the, distru- obviously, like, the vandalism, the destruction, and, like, the, um, the tearing down of statues and stuff like that. Yeah. But even then, there's a reason to why those, you know, statues were taken down like that statue mm. in Bristol. Mm. And then how um, the Churchill statue was spray painted and people were complaining over that. And I, I don't, it's one of those things. It's like you understand that, you know, Winston Churchill, yes, he was, you know, he's done a lot for this country. Mm. But he's also done a lot or a lot done a lot of bad things mm. which benefit the country yeah especially in like Africa and mostly in Africa really just having practically concentration camps in Zimbabwe and other places for really just the fun of it oh, well. To take world leaders, there's like pictures of him in Africa with world leaders and pointing and showing him all of the uh, all of the different workers and them with all of these pens and smiling and taking little photo ops and everything. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess the it's just a there's a double-edged sword to this. That's a very good word to use. Double-edged sword. I like that. It's that like, is, yeah. I think I think it's more like the the um, acknowledgement that um, you know he was a not a very nice person and didn't treat black people the way he would have treated his you know his white counterparts. Being mm. to these you know uh, colonial. Um, leaders and slave owners and everything. Mm. So I think there should there should be um, acknowledgement for that, but then also you know I understand why you would have a statue up of the person for all the good that they have done, but you need to acknowledge the you know yeah, yeah. a balance. bad as well yeah a, a balanced view of of what the person has done and again 
I'll throw something out there by spray painting his statue. What do you, you know, you, he, he, you can't bring him back to life for him to answer for his mm. crimes. You know, regardless of, of how we might now see it, you know, um, pulling down statues. Okay. You pull down stuff so people can't see things. Um, but it doesn't take away the fact of the horrific things that happened. The person's name is still in history. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things that, um, well, I'm probably going to dig digress a little bit, but that was, that was one of the things that ISIS wanted to do. They wanted to erase things from history. That's why they were tearing down like, you know, the ancient um, structures and, and things like that. They wanted to erase it so that you wouldn't, you know, they wanted to change history. You know, so things mm. were taken down, you know, there was, I can't remember, there's like the ancient, um, you know, um, monuments and things like that that have been set up. They wanted to take, you know, get rid of all those things in Syria and, in a, and, and basically, you know, just try to change the course of what people believe and what people remember. Um, and mm. again, my, my argument is, is that pulling down a statue is not going to stop. Look, the other day, you know, I, I told you the story, right? I was targeted. I was stopped by the police. And there was no reason in this world for them to stop, to, to stop me. So mm. with all the black lives, with all the statues being pulled down, with all the, everything else, the police officers on the street, uh, they, 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 they carry out their jobs in a racist fashion and they know mm. that there is no form of retribution. They complete impunity. They can do what they want. And they mm. work on the understanding that, well, by the time you, you know, you, you'll either get tired or we will target you and bully you into submission. You know, yeah. unfortunately, I don't bully easy, but, you know, that's kind of like how, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the process goes for you to even prove that somebody is being racist against you. It, it's, it's such a malarkey that most people just go, oh, well, you know what? I just can't even be bothered. And then it's until somebody dies in custody or something crazy like that, then it now comes up. And half the time when these things happen, you always hear the people get off on some kind of technicality. Mm. You know, they have the best lawyers, you know, they're supported by whichever secret groups are supporting them and they always end up getting off. So I don't know. For, I, I, I look at these things and I say, you know what, if, if, if you as a representative leader, even your, you know, even if you went to your MP, you know your local government representative or your council they they they, they say a good you know they, they talk good but the reality is if you said right i you know this is what we want we elected you in there but this is what you want they follow a bigger rule which is their party rule yeah you know we we, we could say you know i mean what's stopping and i'm throw this out to anybody out there to any mp saying right any police officer who is convicted of racism will spend 10 years in jail and what we do is we're going to make the burden of responsibility easier for us to be able to prove that they're racist and put that through um and make that a statute and a law they're not going to do that mm. you know they say oh well what we've you know what we have existingly works well obviously it doesn't because people are still being you know the, the police officers know that they can get around it you know they, they you know they wear body cams they switch their body cam on when they feel like switching it on it's, it's not on it's not here it's not there i mean it's it's all just really way 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 too much and as i said for me you need to look at the people that you're putting in there and i think as as a nation we need to be putting a demand on on 
your local conservative, Labour, Liberal Democrat, Green Party representative and say, well, no, actually, it's great that you've got all these wonderful policies, but I want to make sure within my borough that there is no more um, stop and search happening unnecessarily and black kids getting mm. picked up. That's what I want to see. So unless you can do that, I ain't voting for you no more. Vote for somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's quite a passionate, passionate speech there. Probably someone's going to say, DJ yeah. Val, maybe you should run for government over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> over my dead body. No way, Jose. Ah, dear. Never mind. That's, that's an interesting point, the whole racism thing as well. But I'll ask Pretty Patel if she'll come on the show and let's see what, <laughs> see what happens. You never know. Thank you so much indeed. Somebody just subscribed. I saw your name. I think it was Charmaine something just subscribed, whether it be uh, via um, Mixcloud or YouTube, somebody subscribed. So thank you. What else you got? Mm. Anything else? No, I I just wanted to, this, this whole point on, you know, the tearing down statues. And I was thinking, I thought, you know, there's a Martin Luther um, King statue in Washington. Yeah. And um, there's also one in, um, I think it's New York. Yeah. Um, it's, some, it's, it's, it's in a park. Yeah. But um, their problem is, is that it's actually not even him. And the artist claims to say that it's not supposed to be him, even though it's a Martin Luther King statue, um, statue in Mar- Martin Luther King's park and it's not a statue of him so people want to that's also one of those things that people want to tear down statues so so who is it then who is it it's it's not the the artist said it's supposed to be um i think the the, a representation of like the the cause of just i guess a black person in general just a random black person yeah. Absolute. Well, I know. You, you've. That's a whole but other that, story, I suppose. So, yeah. Because there was, I think BBC did something on this when during this when they there was a statue in. I think it was in London, but they they had taken it down during the pro- protest, and this um this lady and this artist it was. I forgot what the meaning behind it, but there was some. I think she that something had happened to her with um, the police or something, mm. and they did. They made a statue uh, of her, and um, which was a picture of her um, at the protest, and they put it in, up there instead of the old um, statue, and they wanted to see how long it was going to day after and then the um it got taken down like roughly less than a day because there were reports of um the statue being there and it wasn't supposed to be there and it was um it was taken down and it was like this whole watchdog thing on um the government and really do they support um you know the black lives matter movement mm. And they support the, um, you know, the empowerment of um, black people and the acknowledgement of um, racism and slavery. 
Mm. But it 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 was at the time. Well, no, at the time I not at the time, but it was it was really informative, mm. and it was like this. It wasn't it wasn't a small statue. Like they had to use like a like one of those mobile cranes and lift it up, and they got there early in the morning, planning the whole thing out, mm. only for them to. Um, the artist got taken to court and all of this different things and it was just it was one of those things it's like you're so quick to you know take down this non-offensive um statue but as soon as the statue of a slave owner is taken down you know it's they're on they're on red alert they're they're watching out for everybody's movements they want to put everybody um they want to convict as many people as possible, mm. even if oh you're an accomplice to this. Even like a person that say you took a photo of that um, statue. Next thing you know, they they think you're an accomplice to this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But I it's just is this situation, this pretty Patel situation. I understand where she's coming from mm. with the you know her plates on the destruction and the um yeah and, and i get that like, as well I, I i you know i'm 100 percent. you shouldn't you don't need to smash up people's property in order to get yeah, your point but, across yeah yeah but also the point is the p- peaceful protests aren't acknowledged at all that that's the, that's the whole thing it's like you know you have to move to taking down these big um these big statues for people to for a cause to be even Notice in this day and age, it's not like you could have a you could have a, a peaceful sitting without um with you have a sitting like you have a protest but then nobody's there so nobody knows or acknowledges your protest but mm. say for instance you took down this um this colonial slave tra- uh, trader statue mm. then you would get noticed then the um cause would be you know acknowledged. Mm. Which is a bit sad because you know the government will be like, "Oh, peaceful protests are the way inciting violence is not." You know, this whole thing with Donald Trump mm. inciting violence is like, "Oh, don't incite violence and this, this, and that." But even then, those rioters were trying to get their point across. Mm. They they were un they weren't acknowledged. They were just you know laughing stocks as it is because. You know, the whole um, issue with, oh, Trump supporters saying, oh, it was, um, they need a recount, they need a recount this. Nobody really believed them. Mm. And even today, nobody will believe them. The only way to really get that point across was to, you know, storm the Capitol building. So, mm. it's just... I, I, I don't know. Yeah, so... Mm. Uh, you know, and you know, and I, I think we kind of like alluded to this that it, the, the burden of responsibility. I, I get it. You know, if if and, and and this is the problem. If black people could come out and there would be an effective change based on the fact that mm-hmm. you come out and demonstrate or do what it, it, it's different. You know, and you, you're looking at the American model, and to be honest, the American model isn't too far off the UK model. To be honest. You know, when white people come out, there's demonstration. When black people come out, it's a riot. The same in yeah. America. And, you know, okay, they wanted to get their point across. But come on, man. 
you decide yeah. to invade your national capital you desecrate a place that is designed to legislate over your country because you have no regard whatsoever for that whole practice now it, it, realistically if you think about it there's democrats that go in that chamber just as well as republicans mm. so you know you have no respect for that law, that 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 rule of law surely the burden of responsibility on those um, reporters or those supporters should be heavier and they should be really taken to the full extent of the law now i'm i'm not saying that you know one crime is greater than another but most of the time unfortunately when black people riot they smash up their own area they, they're smashing mm. up their own streets you know th th they're destroying their own community so you know even with that you kind of say to yourself well, you know why are you smashing up where you live Mm -hmm. you know and and then you go back and then you know your insurance costs and everything else spirals out of control and and you know it, it the, the the logic behind it i and i know what you're saying you, people want to make a statement but is is that really and i guess the reason why is because if they went to washington and decided to do exactly what the white people did they would be shot mm. that's without a shadow of a doubt one they wouldn't even get that far number one number one, you wouldn't even make it there number one for you mm. to be able to have a rally like that you would not be able to do that in in uh, in in um washington dc it's impossible and then if you did get that far you know then you, there's a good possibility that you, you would be shot somebody would fire something and then that would be it you know so they saw a black man shot from the crowd and then they just mow everybody down but yeah it's uh it's it's really um good good uh Good topic, actually. I think uh, it deserves um, further scrutiny. So if anybody else has any more points on there, um, please feel free. Have you got anything else that you wanted to add on, on that? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, it, 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 it is, you know, it, it, it's true. The world is racist. Um, and regardless of how you look at it, even the people who say that they're trying to fight racism, I believe that they're racist, racist to a certain degree as well. So... It's a completely, you know, when it suits white interests, they push their own thing. And unfortunately, that's the world. You know, they push their own agenda. They push their own color. So, um, yeah, it's just how it is, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Do you want to do your highs and uh, hellos? Okay. Um, I will give a shout out to my um, my mum. Mm -hmm. My sister Christine, uh, my auntie Jenny, auntie P, and auntie Chuchu. I'll give a shout out to my cousins, uh, Malika, Michaela, Bella, and Matilda. Mm -hmm. I'll give a shout out to my other cousins, Elijah and Elise. Mm -hmm. I'll give a shout out to my cousins, my aunts on my dad's side, auntie Olivia, auntie Sonia, and auntie Minky. I'll give a shout out to my cousins, Nathan, say Joshua, Sean, and Kiara. I give a shout out to my grandparents in Nigeria. I give a shout out to my um, grandparents in the UK. I'll give a shout out to my um, niece, uh, Lanaya, nephew, Inisha, and my sister, Chevelle. Brilliant. Well done. Um, so I think next week we should tell people, I think we're not going to be live next week, right? If I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, I think that's the 20th, right? So. It's around your um, 
we're doing um your grandma's funerals around that weekend so i think we we we're actively involved so just to say that there probably won't be a breakfast show uh that's uh next saturday probably have to put this one in as a repeat um i will advise you as well because i know because of what we're doing uh, i think our structure not of next week but the following week is going to have to change so i may well do a soul food gold where I uh, pull out all all the interviews and run the interviews, I think potentially for the week until we get yeah. back to uh, um, uh, get back to normal broadcasting. So um, yeah, yeah uh, I think we need to do that. But uh, once again, thank you so much indeed, Mister Alistair V. You are always uh, you always bring the heat when you bring your topics. It gets us all going. And uh, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, well done. You're welcome. Thanks, son. All right, I will catch you later. All right, say hi to your mum for me as well. I will. All right, see, son. see you later. All right, see you later, son. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. So that was Mr. Alistair Fratiomi. So, yeah, it was uh, shouts going out there to a PKS. PKS says, Are we live? We are indeed live, my dear. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just want to say that is really what matters. And, um, it, it is about whether or not you have financial influence that's the only that's only the only people are not going to stop racism because it's a it's a good thing to do or it's a good natured thing to do if you have economic power you can force people into making those changes and it's until we realize that as a you know as a bigger wider black community whether you're from the caribbean whether you're from africa whether you're wherever you are you know you're spread around the world it's until you you come across that and you really have to become that economic trading block that can force people into doing things and unfortunately because of how relationships are set up you know um you know the we don't have that power you know we can you can support a black business all you want but you really need to be in that it's money that talks you know in america they've got lobbyists the lobbyists decide what they want to do you've got the gun lobbyists they always say that they want um uh they you know they 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 lobby the i think it's the nra national rifle association they you know they want guns to be available to all americans and they have a lot of money so they pay for people to go to congress in america and lobby on on their behalf and make sure that well we're paying you we can see your voting records so you and the, the same works in 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 you know it, it, it it's a done deal and until there's a huge black economic group that can begin to change the course of things prayer works yes it does um I, and i'm i'm not saying that that's not it but you also need the physical force to go behind that as well and um yeah that's uh you know and i really think that's the uh the difference she has gone out to miss louisa uh i saw her jump on everybody saying thank you to mr alistair v uh, he always brings these uh topics up that kind of like get us going as well so uh thank you so much indeed and uh, i'm sure the debate will continue offline as well wherever you might be um you're probably going to be thinking to yourself actually he, he he's raised a good point and you know, maybe, um, you know, there, there, there's things that need to happen. But anyway, but um, you know what? If you are out there and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, I'm going to give the, you, you the opportunity to do that right now. Right. Because uh, time is a ticking. I've got to switch this camera off now. Hold on. 
And then I think I need to turn him off and then go back to that one. Yeah, that's it. Uh, see if this works. It wasn't working the other day when I pressed it. Okay, it is. So yeah, we we need to uh, get you uh, into the house of Lo- uh, house of the Lord, right? Um, yeah, but uh, thank you. Uh, faith without works is is dead. You got to put the works in so that the faith, you know. Um, so uh, you may well be out there. And you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's a Saturday morning. I'd love for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's exactly uh, Q time course tells me it's twenty minutes before the top of the hour. Um, I'd love for you to be able to um, uh, come to a knowledge of Christ. All right, and. I don't want to get to because, you know, we've had a bit of a, a decent discussion and everything like that. But, you know, the gospel is there, it's presented and it, there is the option for you for you to say today, rather than me wake up like I have every other day and ignore Jesus. How do I allow him to be part of my life? And it's interesting because you probably think to yourself, you've done real good without him. I can tell you, you can do a whole lot better with him. Think about it. Mm hmm. So if you are out there, what I'd love for you to do today is repeat this prayer after me. I'm going to say some things that your head won't be able to understand, but they are quite heavy concepts, you know, but your spirit, you know, that which is alive unto God understands these things. And that's where the Bible speaks about this measure of faith being given to us all. And it's your spirit that's going to connect. Um, And, you know, that's where the revelation comes from um because i want you to have a relationship with christ one once once you do that you have a relationship two you you know you make heaven um but three then we're going to show you how you can become victorious on the earth and that is a you know that is a trivector of 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 great things that's a hat trick of great things to have in this life you can see what's going on all around you we spoke about racism we speak about black lives matter we speak about um not black lives we speak about racism i'm not using that term black lives matter if you want go and do your own research i'd really encourage you to do that before you start saying using that term that term has been hijacked by other groups and was set up by other groups as well and uh, you need to be careful about some of the phrases that you use i'm about racism all right yes i'm about racism so racism is something that we want to stamp out um but uh yeah so there's a a lot of stuff that's going on there and you know what you may be white you might be chinese you might be this you might be that you know at the end of the day we we want everybody to be treated fairly all right and one of the things about christ was he was a reconciler he wanted to bring all people together you know he said that you know he, he there was this thing about not separating the different groups you know, but the knowledge of Christ brings everybody together and we can all be in one accord and in one place. So if you are out there without me getting too theological this morning uh, and you want to and you thought about accepting Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it. And then I'm going to direct you to the great resources at Rexity Church. Amen. So just repeat after me, Father, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for me. I believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died and rose again to remove all of my sin, past, present, and future. I was a sinner, but now I want to be born again. Lord, send your Holy Spirit into my heart to help me to stop sinning. I have believed in my heart. I've made a confession out of my mouth, and upon my confession, I am now saved. In Jesus' name, say amen if you believe that. Search me. 
Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. As I said, I'm going to direct you to these great resources, right? I'm an elder at Ruach City Church, so I'm going to direct you to my home church, which is Ruach City Church, www.ruachcitychurch.org forward slash new believer, which is you. Uh, and when you go over there, register your interest and a member of what we call our discipleship care team, which is a team of people whose job it is to take care of everybody who who's accepted Christ um, as, as a new believer, right? So that they can nurture you and make sure that you don't feel alone. And we have a wonderful set of classes that take place every Thursday at 7 p.m. at GMT. And you could be in, where are we, P? QRS. You could be in um, Sicily or you could be in Sardonia. Is that a place? Sounds like it should be. Maybe I made it up. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't really matter where you are around the world, but what does matter is that um, you take your time, as I always say, synchronize it with the UK time so that you have the opportunity to attend. Good. You have the opportunity to attend these great classes. And as I said, you're, you've made heaven because you've accepted Christ. Now we want you to be victorious on the earth. And in those classes, you can ask a whole multitude of questions. You want to ask, how can I get baptized? Why do I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What's the deal with 66 books in the Bible? What's this communion about the body of Christ and the blood of Christ? I'm not really in... All of those questions, plus many, many more you have, you can ask all in that. You know, it's a really safe environment. It's all done via Zoom. So it doesn't really matter, as I said, where you are around the world. I'd love to know that you've made that choice. As I said, I'm an elder at Rack City Church. I have a responsibility to the people of God, not because we're not in a physical church building. Um, but, you know, if you are connecting with us uh, live online, I have a responsibility to make sure that as, you know, the gospel is shared, that, you know, we are supporting you. We don't want you to feel that you've made your decision and you're all on your own. So please reach out either to uh, the guys at Rack City church or alternatively you can reach out to me on plus four four seven nine six oh two one nine three double six will take you right through to the broadcasting suite as i say or you can email me soulfoodoffice at gmail.com it all works you know but the most important thing is you know you've made that choice don't feel that you're by yourself we are here to support you at soul food gospel and at rack city church amen somebody didn't hit it so uh Sardinia, right? Did I say Sardinia? Sardinia is off the coast of... Um, isn't that the little island off the coast of Italy? Come on. Could well be right. She has gone to Miss Louisa. She said she was behind the privacy glass. She's come out to play. Thank you so much to all my contributors and collaborators. Had a lovely little time of worship today. I really felt that that was... Uh, I think God opened up some things uh, for some people and... Uh, Take it up, y'all close down some things for uh, others so uh, we thank God for a time of worship yeah I think Sardinia is uh, there's Sardinia and I think there's Sicily I remember Sardinia because Sardinia was in one of those James Bond movies Spy Who Loved Me I think it was so remember we uh I should wish you happy Valentine's Day today. We've uh, we had a great catch of fire Friday. If you missed it, go over to YouTube. You can watch it again. It was we had uh, we went into double overtime. Fantastic uh, party vibe there. So uh, if you get the opportunity, go check that one out. If you want to uh, lift up your spirits. And remember the uh, team at Soul Food Gospel. We are back live and direct on Monday, uh, four o'clock for another edition of what we call the Late Lunch Show in conjunction with uh, Salt FM's Drive Time. Not material things. 
wheels up 4 p.m. as always. So uh, I guess all that's really left for me to do is to uh, to, to, to wish you all a really great weekend, you know. There you go. You can tell somebody that you love them. There you go. That's my Valentine's Day challenge to you. Maybe it's the uh, guy that delivers your post. <laughs> Or maybe you could just say thank you to them, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, don't let me... Uh, and by the way, I didn't receive any, any, any Valentine's Day um, uh, gifts, you know, to celebrate my state birthday, which I'm really, really disappointed with. So I think I'm going to pass a new law coming out very soon. Didn't get any, you know, Valentine's Day is my second birthday and I didn't get, you know, nothing to support the fact that it was, you know... No cake, no, no, no gifts, no nothing. Not even uh, the odd happy birthday to even get that. Normally people assume that it's my birthday and they go, oh, it's your, it must be his birthday today. Didn't even get that. Can you imagine? This lockdown is really affecting everything that we do. <laughs> Lady Avril Hall says, great show, DJ Val. Yeah, love your show. Thank you so much indeed, woman of God. You have been missed while you've been away, but uh, I know that you've been on official duty. So uh, that's what happens uh, when you have great responsibility. Great is demanded of you. Oh, thank you so much. DPK says happy Valentine's Day, bro. That's wonderful. But uh, where's the cake? Where's the gift? Where's the, uh, where's the envelope with the folded money in it? Don't want co- pound coins. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me what shall we do let's let's see if i can find something that i want to it's interesting while we were on the show actually i i went through pretty much most of the selection in the background normally i i don't do that but uh i left the music on and we kind of like had run out so uh played uh what did we play today maybe the, you, you might want to put that in your own personal worship list actually so uh that might actually help you so remember our record of the week was indeed uh, Nikki Sariki's Love Reels beautiful beautiful track uh, we played uh, Josh Tosh's uh, Muni Jesu beautiful track there as well Behold the Lamb by Mr. Afifu Afifuni I think that is it Yemi Afifuni Dunsun uh, Oyekon's yeah you've got to check out uh, Mr. Dunsun Oyekon fantastic album I'm full of power I'm telling you if you're a worshipper Richard Tolbert played that played some Ray Ray Know You More played uh, we did play your track actually PKS I Thank You Lord played that a little bit earlier on as well No One Else by uh, I think James Warren played a beautiful track called uh, Endless Song by LG Gomez played Shana Kane None Like You and the list goes on and on like Ariston, man. So what do I have to do? So I think I've done everything today. I've been real good, man. Um, looking at the time. Okay. Let's see if I can do this. I think I'm going to sign out with... uh... No, I'm not going to sign out with this one. 
this is a bit this is Alistair's selection you know he has his own selection I'm supposed to play when he comes on but I didn't do it so uh, I want to sign out with a bit of a dancey dancey track to get you going so let's do this one Mr. Freke Umo Hallelujah no go finish you gonna sign out with this one and as i always like to say if you do need to stay at home stay at home if you do need to go out it's very cold in the uk be safe but most importantly don't lose your faith take care happy valentine's day i shall see you all on monday